1954, he committed suicide by biting into an apple dipped in cyanide, an apparent nod to the poisoned apple in one of his favorite films, the Disney version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and one which writers on Turing in subsequent years have made much of. In a letter written to his friend Norman Routledge near the end of his life, Turing linked his arrest with his accomplishments in an extraordinary syllogism. Turing believes machines think. Turing lies with men. Therefore, machines cannot think. His fear seems to have been that his homosexuality would be used not just against him, but against his ideas. Nor was his choice of the rather antiquated biblical locution to lie with accidental. Turing was fully aware of the degree to which both his homosexuality and his belief in computer intelligence posed a threat to organized religion. After all, his insistence on questioning humankind's exclusive claim to the faculty of thought had brought on him a barrage of criticism in the 1940s, perhaps because his call for fair play to machines encoded a subtle critique of social norms that denied to another population, that of homosexual men and women, the right to a legitimate and legal existence. For Turing, remarkably, given the era in which he came of age, seems to have taken it as a given that there was nothing at all wrong with being homosexual. More remarkably, this conviction came to inform even some of his most arcane mathematical writings. To some extent, his ability to make unexpected connections reflected the startlingly original and, at the same time, startlingly literal nature of his imagination. Yet it also owed, at least in part, to his education at Sherborne School, at King's College during the heyday of E. M. Forster and John Maynard Keynes, and at Princeton during the reign of Einstein, to his participation in Wittgenstein's famous course on the foundations of mathematics, and to his secret work for the government at Bletchley Park, where the necessity of contending with an elusive German cipher on a daily basis exercised his ingenuity and compelled him to loosen up his already limber mind. The fallout of his arrest and suicide was that, for years, his contribution to the development of the modern computer was minimized and in some instances erased altogether, with John von Neumann often being given credit for ideas that really originated with Turing. Martin Davis must be credited with setting the record straight on this account. Indeed, only after the declassification of documents relating to his work at Bletchley Park and the subsequent publication of Andrew Hodge's magisterial 1983 biography did this great thinker begin to receive his due. Now he is acknowledged as one of the most important scientists of the 20th century. Even so, most popular accounts of his work either fail to mention his homosexuality altogether, or present it as a distasteful and ultimately tragic blot on an otherwise stellar career. I first heard about Alan Turing in the mid-80s, when he was often recalled as a sort of martyr to English intolerance. Although I had taken a basic course in calculus in high school, in college and afterward I'd made a point of avoiding mathematics. I'd made an even greater point of steering clear of computer science, even as I grew, like most Americans, increasingly dependent on computers. Then I started to read more about Turing, 
and to my own surprise I found myself becoming as fascinated by the work he'd done as by the life he'd led. Within the daunting morass of Greek and German letters, logic symbols and mathematical formulae that enwebbed the pages of his papers, there lay the prose of a speculative and philosophical writer who thought nothing of asking whether a computer could enjoy strawberries and cream, or of resolving a bothersome problem in logic by means of an imaginary machine writing ones and zeros on an endless tape, or of putting the principles of pure mathematics to the practical goal of breaking a cipher. Alan Turing bridged the gap between the delightfully useless and, for most people, remote landscape of pure mathematics and the factory world of industry in which the ability of a machine to multiply together giant prime numbers or go through tens of thousands.